0: in October of uh, this year, last year, October the 6th, 7th, 10th, 10th. (laughs) October 2018, Chantel and I had a baby, yeah, 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 it's called Antrim Coast Vineyard, rolls off the tongue, so, yeah, we were, we were absolutely thrilled and delighted to, uh, to get rid of, I mean, send Andy and Andrea Howard and a number of others from our church. And they've remained part of our church during this time and will continue to until such time as it's uh, time to fully leave us. But um, they, they started. And if you haven't been yet, on a Wednesday evening to the Moyle Primary School, lawn I would wholeheartedly encourage you to get down and just just go see what they're doing and see what the Lord is doing there and uh, just get along and encourage well, I'm delighted that they uh, have agreed to come and share this morning and uh, so why don't you just give them a round of applause
1: okay morning so we're, we're thinking a wee bit about um, the invitation, we've called this morning The Invitation, okay, and that will unpack itself as we go through. The invitation that we accepted to kind of go and, and do that, that God led us into that, and the invitations we've been given out thereafter. But to, to kind of <coughs> set the picture, I, I once received an invitation. It was around about 1994, 95, and it was an invitation to go and see uh, a Shakespeare play. I think it was Othello in um, in Stratford, the Royal Shakespeare Company. And it was uh, from a female friend of mine, from our from our church youth group. She was a w- she was a wee bit older than me, so she drove, and uh <coughs> and she also looked older than me. I looked six, so um, I think it was I was about seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. And uh, we went for dinner. We went for dinner first, and kind of by the River Raven, lovely wee restaurant. And uh, then we went to the play. And then uh, got in the car and we came home, and uh, as she pulled up to the house, you know, it was one of those moments, and I said, "Oh, that was really good. Thanks very much." and got out of the car and, uh, and she drove off. so she she invited me. Apparently it was a date. I had no clue, literally had no clue. We were, ju- we were just chums, we were just friends. we have kind of been friends for a number of years. I didn't call, I hadn't fully understood the invitation that was given. It was meant to be, <laughs> what apparently, I found out afterwards, it was meant to be a first date, a lovely moment that where, where love would blossom and, you know, it transpired to be a lovely moment when I got out of the car and went home and went and watched Match of the Day, I think. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> uh, I think that's what I was itching to get in for, actually. Anyway. <coughs> anyway. I hadn't fully understood the invitation. That's my point. I hadn't fully understood it. I'd accepted it, but I hadn't understood what the intention was, that it was meant to lead to maybe another and then another and then, yeah, you get the picture. So today, uh, Paul and Chantal have invited us to come uh, and give you an update on all that God's doing through Antrim Coast Vineyard. And as Paul said, it is almost six months to the day, 10th of October. Yeah, you remember it well. That it was a Sunday, in, it was actually six months nearly to the day when in September we were commissioned here in Carrick Vineyard to go and plant the church with uh, this church's blessing. And when we, bent, when, we bent, when we went, both Carol and Mark and Stephen and Karen accepted an invitation from God as well to journey with us as, uh, as we planted the church. And so, with this morning, we thought it would be helpful to share. Some of the stories so far, six months in, and how God's been inviting us to partner with him in so many wonderful ways, but also to share with, with you all some of the challenges that we've faced as well. When God called Andrea and I to plant Antrim Coast Vineyard, it was an invitation that needed it needed time to take on board, as this invitation was one that would it was going to change everything. And we... But we both knew that it was from God. And he was inviting us to step out of where we were, of where we found ourselves. And he was inviting us into this new phase, this new adventure of our lives. And a new adventure with him. So the Antrim Coast Vineyard journey to date has been one of of invitations. Hence why we're thinking of invitations today. And as opposed to my ill-fated date with Shakespeare... Uh, When we accepted this invitation, we knew that we were invited by God into a new aspect of our relationship as individuals, as a couple, as a family, and also then into a relationship as leaders of a a church, a church plant. And each week we have an open invitation, as we do here in Carrick, to, to come as you are, an invitation to the community, an invitation to anyone to come as you are. You are invited to come in and join. Join with us. An invitation to worship, to learn, to grow, to encourage, to to develop as a community with 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 Christ at the center, always with Jesus at the center. We're gonna share a wee bit more about how God has blessed us later on as we as we as we share this morning. But we're following Jesus' call to the not only to learn into the the, the primary school into the Moyle where we where we meet on a Wednesday but to the whole of the Antrim Coast. It's very much when, when we started, and it does roll off the tongue, Antrim Coast Vineyard, when we, we knew that that was what God was calling us to, that, that it's not just one place, it's that whole area. To invite people to know Jesus and to join us in that journey together. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus gives us all that invitation, regardless of where we see ourselves. Whatever we do, whatever, however, however we spend our time, professionally, in our quiet times and whatever we do, at some point, we do always have, as I kind of phrase it, that Friday, that Friday evening collapse on the sofa kind of feeling. Weary burdened after the week that's gone sometimes it happens on a monday night as well but you get that feeling you know that kind of you you feel burdened you feel it's kind of like a heavy feeling jesus invites us all to come to him come to me come to me all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest when jesus invites us to come to him we continue to do this believe me none, none of us nobody could plant a church on your own strength? Absolutely not. It's not about us. It's only when we come to him, when we come to Jesus and accept that invitation, do we do what we do. Jesus invites the disciples in Mark 1.17 to come follow me. Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. This invitation turns the lives of these young men on their heads from a career on Lake Galilee, casting out nets, hauling them in, bringing the bounty to shore, fixing the nets, casting them out again, and whatever else constitutes the life of a first century fisherman, from that life, he says, come follow me, to a life of traveling to distant towns, to to cities, to countries, preaching the gospel, and witnessing to many, and changing the lives of thousands through the message of Jesus Christ. Each of these lives, whether fisherman and disciple, they both consist of hard graft, toil, labor, pain, endurance. But they're an adventure. The life they led bears witness to lives where they accepted the invitation from Jesus. Come follow me. One where they each invited many others into that same relationship. They in turn invite others in to know Jesus. And following Jesus' call to fish for people is not easy for the disciples. Yet they do it straight away. They see Jesus and they trust his words and they know that it's, that is what they've got to do. They just know. When we see him, we too are called to follow him into a life of adventure. And the Antrim Coast Vineyard journey to date has very much been an adventure. We've been amazed at what Jesus has done in a relatively short space of time, about six months. Yet we're not surprised as we trust in him and know that everything that happens is by his mighty hand. That it's not uh, because of us at all. In John 12 verse 26, Jesus says, Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. Wherever the disciples journeyed, whoever they came into contact with, whoever they spent time with, they did it in association with Jesus. They accepted Christ's invitation, and in doing so, they accepted the responsibility to bear witness of a life with Jesus wherever they journeyed. To be a disciple is to be a student, a lifelong learner, a follower, a believer, but also a teacher. And each of these disciplines is achieved through dedication to the calling on their lives. Yet they know that it's never about what they do. It's never about what they do, but rather what Jesus does in them. And when we accepted the invitation of Jesus to follow him, we accept that from that moment on, where we are, who we're with, and what we do is done in association with Jesus. We have a responsibility to live out that 24 7 live out our life with jesus 24 7 not on selective days on social media forums selectively with maybe selective people but every day with everyone online in reality yet in line with the knowledge that jesus is with us as we respond to his invitation to partner with him it seems in some elements of the church, the word partnership is maybe frowned upon as if there's a suggestion by talking about partnering with God, we're suggesting that we're equal to God. The dictionary definition of partnership is the state or condition of being a partner, participation, association of joint interest. That's the key. It's not about the two parties being equal, but rather the joint interest between the two parties and from that first day that we gave our yes to jesus he's been inviting us all of us to partner with him in the joint project of his kingdom coming here on earth andrea and i talked before from the front about being obedient to what god's invitation to partner with him in planting antrim coast vineyard has been and andrea's going to share a wee bit more about what's been happening
2: Okay, so I want to take you back to the 3rd of June when we first announced the imminent birth of Antrim Coast Vineyard. And in many ways, God had blessed us uh, very much up until that point. And uh, there was a large element of preparing for the unknown. But one of the most significant things that we had begun to pray for was a worship leader. Now, I love Andy and Stephen and Karen and Carol and Mark, and we're a great team. And between us, we have lots of guests. I'm not sure the triangle and the spoons was going to cut it. Um so and I remember some people saying, So who's who's leading your worship? And I would say, Well, we're still asking God for that and they would be like, Right, you know, and it was just one of those sort of things. So we weren't panicking, we were just trusting. And whilst Andy and I were on holiday in July, we really felt God speaking clearly and inviting us to change that prayer. Um, and instead he wanted us to pray that at Antrim Coast Vineyard we would raise a family of worshippers and it was the strangest thing it was just you know just something we both were talking about so that's what we did (coughs) we started to pray for that. (coughs) God was inviting us to grasp um, that when he says leave it to me that we must leave it with him and we did and we fully trusted him for a worship leader and when I got back from holiday I was here the following Sunday and a few seconds before the service started Gillian came up to me and she said Andrea there's this lovely couple here with their kids and they want to talk to you about Antrim Coast Vineyard now sadly Ruth and Rick aren't able to be here today because they're in England um, and they could have shared this bit themselves but the long story short is that they had watched our little video on social media on the third of June and they had felt the gentle nudge of the Lord inviting them to come to Carrick Vineyard to check us out and you know it's God when a couple can travel to Carrick Vineyard from Glenorm with three small children on a Sunday morning and manage to get here before half past 10. And they were hoping that Andy or I would be here to ask us about Antrim Coast vineyard. And so Rick accepted God's invitation to lead us into God's presence through worship and has been leading us since around December time. And it has been such a joy to have them with us on the journey. God gave us much more than a worship leader. They have been an encouragement to the team and they are a really valuable part of Antrim Coast Vineyard. They have a really authentic love for Jesus and the church especially and they love people and they long to see them come to know Jesus. And God has given us them. And they were there then from the 10th of October when we began. And so up until our launch night on the 10th of October we had extended the invitation far and wide around the Antrim coast via social media to anyone who was searching for faith or for God or church um, and to those searching for something but they weren't sure what and we did this um, on the video by asking the question what are you dreaming of and what would it look like if the dreams for where you live for your family and your community began to come to life. We were inviting people to think about their dreams and hopefully by putting it out there and prayerfully perhaps get giving people permission to begin dreaming again for things that they'd maybe forgotten about or things that they'd maybe put on the back burner. And we did this by inviting people to just come and see, to check us out, to take that first step on the journey with us as a church and very much um, as we also said in the video um, we said we aren't dreaming of a plan for a big church along the antrim coast we are dreaming of god's big plan for the antrim coast through being his church and preparing for this talk has just caused me to think back over the this last six months and when i think back to the launch night i w- just remember being so incredibly nervous I, I was so nervous it was awful i had felt unwell all day just couldn't eat anything And it was a mixture of excitement and just a whole lot of things but the nerves were just getting the better of me but when we got to the moil and chantelle was with me in the car and she was praying which is just so helpful whenever you're driving somewhere get someone to sit in the passenger seat and pray for you and if it's a good friend all the better and when we started and the chairs were out the coffee was ruined i actually you know what i just felt god calming me down But then cool and calm andy was was a bundle of nerves all of a sudden he was really stressed and he was getting upset and ian hutchinson came over and he prayed with andy um, and ian was one of an incredible group of carrick vineyard helpers at our launch night who were not there because we had talked them into it they weren't there because they had something to gain from it but rather they had felt god inviting them to participate in this event helping to extend god's kingdom in this way and of course they responded by saying yes to the invitation and there's a few pictures on the screen now real life pictures of real people who said yes to god's invitation to get their hands dirty on our launch night and believe me there was nobody there who didn't have a job and so as those seats filled up we had the most incredible and precious opportunity to share the vision that we um god had given us a Vanderm Coast Vineyard and we invited those who had turned up to stay and come and journey with us and amazing to say most people that came that night who were searching have indeed journeyed with us all kinds of different people in all kinds of different circumstances and they accepted the invitation and it has been an immense privilege to walk alongside people who are searching for jesus and for community On the second night, we began a series going through our values and dream as one of our values. And that night, three people came forward at the end and we were able to stand alongside them, inviting them to offer up their dreams to God, presenting themselves, surrendered to him. And I love to see people responding to God physically that walk forward and for prayer. It's very powerful and God does amazing things in those times. Four weeks later, on the 16th of November, we gathered a small group of us to do a giveaway at the Lorne Christmas light switch on. And the invitation was for us all to go together as a church family, be present in Lorne with other families and just share Jesus' love by giving away gift bags. In the gift bags was an invitation um, to our Christmas celebration, which was in December. I want to talk a little bit about the Christmas evening because, we, as Andy said, we wanted to share some of the challenges that we faced. We were very excited about the Christmas evening. um, We wrote on the invitations, Antrim Coast Vineyard invites you to feast at our Christmas table. And we'd had lots of pictures of tables. We were going to have the worship in the round. We were going to have tables with food. And we were going to have tables for the kids, for their crafts. um, And it was very much going to be a Christmas celebration. Andy was already in Lorne at work. And I had arranged to meet him at Moyle at about half four. Matt was coming to help us. And it was just a sort of you know decide the layout and you know before the rest of the team turned up and I was just getting ready to go about half three and my the phone rang and it was my mom and you just know you don't do when you get a phone call I was like what's wrong mom she goes it's not good and she told me that my auntie Annette um, in England had dropped dead that morning um, and she'd had like quite a significant brain hemorrhage so I had that conversation with her and I said mom I'm literally going out to the Christmas. Oh, she goes. Oh, yes. Oh, I forgot. And we just had that sort of awkward as like I, I have to. I want to talk to you, and you're upset, but I have to go. And steadying myself, I left him a bag, and then the phone went again, and it was Andy. But before I could even get a chance to tell him what had happened, he said this: Andrea, Ethan, and Erin never got off the bus after school, and on a Wednesday they got the bus to the childminders, um, because we're both normally at work. And it was a heart-stopping moment, the second in the space of about five minutes. And so I just said, right, I'll drive round Carrick and I'll try and find him. I grabbed my bag, jumped into the car, and as I got to the end of our road before going on to Woodburn Road, my indicator was going left. Andy phoned again, and it came through the Bluetooth. He said, it's okay, the childminder got it wrong. The bus was delayed. <laughs> they did actually get off the bus. And I was just, the car, there was nobody behind me. I was just like, okay. I changed the indicator to go right, to go down to Sainsbury's and collect Matt from work. I don't know if you've ever felt like you were physically being prevented from getting from one place to another, but it was starting to feel a bit like that. But not wanting to over-spiritualise the situation, you know, Matt and I carried on regardless. Again, I had a nice passenger. Matt was chatting to me in the car, just talking the weather and just keeping me nice and calm. And I explained to him what had gone on. We got to the school the same time as Andy had come out. We went to go in, the door was locked. Andy said, oh, this is the first time on a Wednesday this has happened. A teacher came and let us in. We went into the hall and it was all set up for a nursery school performance the following day. The doors were closed, the lights were off and the heat had been turned off too. And our plans for our wonderful Christmas in the Rhine just started to drift away. <laughs> and the caretaker arrived and it became apparent that we hadn't been expected and it had just been a case really of crossed wires. And somewhere in these moments, I told Andy about my auntie Annette, and this was in between trying not to burst into floods of tears and trying to mentally decide a new floor plan, ASAP. There was an invitation here to not give up, but to carry on. In many ways, the easiest and the simplest solution would have just been a few social media posts saying that it had been cancelled. But we had chosen the invitation to participate in what God was doing. And so we must carry on creating a space for people who were coming to hear the good news of the Christmas story and about how much God loves them. And we had a really fantastic evening together with more than 80 people responded. And on the way out, Andy and I got a chance to chat to some people who were indeed searching for more. And there's lots of other little things I could tell you about. Um, Carol and Karen are going to come up just for a moment and they're both going to share something. Carol?
3: So one of the things that was on Andrea and Andy's heart for Antrim Coast Vineyard was a large table and at that table there would be many chairs set around but these chairs would keep on moving, there would always be spaces for more people to join us and so that became one of the taglines for Antrim Coast Vineyard which was making room for another. And so then in January we decided to invite people to the table and we set out two tables, dressed lovely twinkly lights and candles and our ladies brought some yummy desserts Um, And we opened our doors and people who we had invited had also invited friends. And we quickly realised, oh my goodness, we don't have enough room around this table. And we needed to add two more tables on. And even though they were two drab tables compared to our lovely dressed up ones, it didn't matter. We were making space for people to sit around the table, to connect and just to share their story. These were people that we didn't know. um, And these were people, some of them who may not even have known Jesus yet but we were there to share with him. And as I stepped back and I looked, I thought, wow, this is just amazing. I could never have expected this. Um, and God was just sending to me at that moment, you know, Carol, it's not about what you expect to see. I need you to press in and see what I'm going to bring to the table. Um, he'd already led the foundations. He knows the people that he wants to bring in Antrim Coast vineyard. Um, and, and it made me realise too that the table is where jesus often shared this is where he shared stories this is where he invited people to join him he saw the power in making a meal and sharing it with people and i guess that's just what we want to do at front coast vineyard that is our vision we want to just keep on inviting people to sit around the table so we're going to do another event in march and we're going to invite people again and this time we're going to set out four tables but we're going to be expecting that we may have to add on some more and we're going to just bring people in. And we're going to just sit around the table with them. We're going to pray with them. We're going to laugh and share stories. And we just hope that this will keep on growing and that people will just, you know, accept our invite to join us there. Karen, you're on now. <laughs>
4: Okay, following on from that, um, probably one of the highlights that I've sort of experienced amongst many um, at Bantam Coast Vineyard so far has been the launch of Second Sundays, which we launched earlier this month. Um, really, like everyone has already mentioned, it was really just an invitation to everybody within the church to come along on a Sunday to different houses. So this month we were in Andy and Andrea's, and then we'll rotate around other houses going forward. Um and it was just stu- such a lovely experience to come together in a very informal relaxed environment twinsies can be a bit hectic we're a small team and there's a lot to be done so getting those moments just to sit and chat with people and we spend a bit of time getting to know and building those relationships can be really can be difficult um so having the second sunday's concept it's really just a lovely opportunity to get to know people and be intentional about those conversations getting to know each other and essentially putting down those roots um, in terms of building those relationships that will be the foundation of the church going forward and really sort of anchor us um, in what we're planning ahead. What was lovely to see was that um, whole families came along on a Sunday, quite often on a Wednesday night. Well, obviously, kids don't really come because there's no kids provision um, at the minute. and the spouse is quite often maybe we'll have to take turns in coming because one maybe is on ch- child commitments or work commitments so to see the entire family coming along on a Sunday morning was really special and lovely to kind of start introducing families to families and building those bonds and connections between everybody this was particularly on a I suppose in a personal note it, w- it was lovely for Stephen and I to bring our boys along and um, Isaac and Jared have obviously we've been talking to them about what we're doing and ICB and the see us go out on a Wednesday night. Um, and so it was good for them to sort of come along and actually experience what ACV is doing and who the people are and meet the people that we've been talking about and have something more tangible for them to experience and to see that, that that's church, not necessarily come into this building or, or other buildings, but it's where it's kind of the body of people are together. And it was lovely just to see all the kids actually doubled our numbers that morning with as many kids as we had adults so that (laughs) that was quite um, it was lovely to see actually and it was amazing how they naturally gravitated to each other in terms of their age groups um, so you had almost like the makings of sparklers and gems in one room and the makings of rockets in another room where they were naturally gravitating towards each other so again that was just lovely to see and, and to see them making their connections with their what will be their peer group going forward while the adults did the same in the other rooms so it was just a lovely experience to have those intentional conversations um, and really just getting to know people. And I suppose what I feel God is really talking to me and, and us about is ab- really about those relationships, we are all in number at the minute. Um, it won't remain like that forever. And so this is the time, really, that we need to invest um, in the relationships that we have, really getting to know people, really getting those solid relationships, getting to know each other. Um, you know, And it's it's about... Um, investing those opportunities to really build ACV for the future um, so that means showing up that means choosing, accepting the invite to come on a Sunday morning and not lying on a bed or doing other things um, it means stepping out your comfort zone like what I'm doing right now um, and just whatever that looks like, it's accepting the invitation whatever guise or format that will be and that will take us forward
2: Thanks girls, it's so good I'm just going to read a verse from Second Peter, just as we start to finish up, and this is from the message, chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. Everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, the best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you, your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. And at Carrick Vineyard here, we've just finished this Becoming series, and that's the invitation to get to know Jesus personally and intimately by adopting this posture of becoming more like him. And we're all becoming something. I know they said this at the start. Time does not stand still. Things are always changing. Life carries on. And if we're not becoming like Jesus, then we are becoming like something else or someone else. So if you've been coming along to Carrick Vineyard recently, you have been invited to go on this very personal journey, but also to journey it together as a church, as a family. And that is a wonderful and special part of community, just even as Carol and Karen were both talking about there. We're not on our own. We have these opportunities to be together, to listen to what God is saying, to grow together. And yet we can respond to individual invitations that God has for each of us. Think of an invitation you may have received sadly we tend to text or whatsapp invites now don't we and there's nothing wrong with that by the way um, rather than invites kind of like this one what might god be inviting us into at this point wherever we find ourselves it's something to bring before god and to consider this morning what is god inviting me into what is god inviting carrick fergus vineyard into the date and time and place will be different on each invitation for each person but the event is always the same God invites each of us to obedience, extending God's kingdom together every day in every way. I love this Havela cunnington quote, Obedience will open doors that experience never will. It's so challenging. Experience is important and has its place, of course. But for many of us, we won't get to experience if we don't pursue and practice obedience. And so what do we bring in response to God's invitations? We bring ourselves all of us every bit we surrender everything to him as we arrive at obedience as has been said many times from the front here it's a sacrifice and it costs and sacrifice is not about size it's about significance so it will always look different for different people I keep coming across this Pinterest quote if it costs you your peace it's too expensive but when we say yes to the invitations of Jesus we are promised his peace not our own um, in John fourteen twenty seven, 27, um, Jesus says his own words to his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. If we claim to follow Jesus like the disciples, it's more than too expensive because living as the people of Jesus may well cost us everything. We would love to finish off where we started six months ago. On the day we were commissioned in September, Andy read out this John Wimber quote, The economy of the kingdom of god is quite simple every new step in the kingdom costs us everything we have gained to date every time we cross a new threshold it costs us everything we now have every new step may cost us all the reputation and security we have accumulated up to that point it costs us our life a disciple is always ready to take the next step. If there's anything that characterizes Christian maturity, it is the willingness to become a beginner again for Jesus. It is the willingness to put out our, our hand in his and say, I'm scared to death, but I'll go with you. You are the pearl of great price. It does not seem like six months ago that Andy read that quote, but knowing and understanding that Jesus is the pearl of great price helps us every day as Andy and I and the team continue to pursue God's invitation. Some acts of obedience are big, many are small steps as we go after what God is inviting us into. I was thinking the other day, if I had to do this all again, would I? And the answer is yes. Because we're going after salvation and healing, restoration, freedom and redemption for the Antrim Coast, we are contending this area for the kingdom. And all of these things are going to take a great move of God. And Stephen Furtick has said, great moves of God are usually preceded by simple acts of obedience and we want to encourage all of us again this morning to say yes to whatever god is inviting us and carrick vineyard into